Check the vending machines, a weekly pop culture podcast on the internet where two best friends get together to talk about pop culture stuff. I'm talking about movies. I'm talking about manga. I'm mm. talking about anime. I'm Ooh. talking about comic books and nostalgic stuff from Y2K. I'm Jason. That's Zach. What's going on, man? Not much, man. You know, uh... I think I forgot to mention this during last week's wrap-up, but a good a guilty pleasure show of mine is back on the air for its fourth season, an- animu-wise, and it feels pretty good. Oh, what's that? It's called Overlord. I don't know if you. Oh yeah, you've it. talked about it before. Yeah, with Bone Daddy. Uh, you've it's really those. good stuff. Uh, I like it. I don't know if we've actually talked. I don't know if I've like talked in depth about the on the show before, but um, I just like it a lot. It's one of those East Kai that like. I enjoy it up there with like uh, slime because I think that the author does like a really good job of world building, and I think that you can tell that like specifically with Overlord, like you can tell that he is a fucking tabletop RPG fucking fanboy. Like I think it, I think I've read before that like he was like a DM for like his friends group, and like he's got that fucking like world building and like interweaving stories with like nation level shit along with like his main like group of baddies that uh is just really solid and satisfying to see like especially like at this point we're like let's see four seasons so we're like 40 episodes in now to like what he's doing and like the way he's able to like the way you're starting to see like him expand like the worldview of like where he's going with like Compared to like where he start where he started the story off with is is really fun to see. So and this is the fourth season already. I feel like it's been going. Yeah, on, I feel like it's been well, going on for so already. long. It's been three years since the last season. Oh okay, so. I, I knew it's been a long time coming. Yeah, well it was weird because it was like the first season came out, and then I think this was like one of the first shows I watched when I started like getting back into anime like four or five years ago. Uh, so I think it was like the first and the second season like we're out and i think the second and third season were like less than a year apart from each other like not built as like one of those like 24 episodes split into two but like actually just like the second and third season right uh and then the third season i think came out in like yeah i think it was three years so it came out in like 2019 and then damn uh and then yeah it took the like them till this year to finally come out with like season four which is crazy because First of all, it's like still a super popular series, and then it's also just like it was weird to have something, it, have it be in like such rapid succession, and then just have this like fucking drought where it was like, all right, we're just not getting any Overlord anymore, and then they finally were like, now nah, we're bringing it back. Uh, that was like, did you ever watch Devil Is a Part Timer? No, I didn't. Oh, because the second season for that is also airing, and that one is like one of those that one when that was announced last year, that was like. That would be like if they fucking said they were finally doing, like, No Game, No Life season two. Like, that shit had been, like, I think it had been, like, a decade since the first season of Devil's a Part-Timer came out. Uh, and now that's airing right now, too. So that's fun. But Nice, dude. Well, hey, man. Yeah, dude. That's, uh, that's rad, and it's actually very opposite of what our topic is. It is. It's the exact opposite, almost. And uh, you, you proposed something... Uh, 
to me, and I kind of I kind of like it a lot, which is that yeah. it's the summer, mm-hmm. and summers are known for blockbusters, even though it's goddamn 2022, and every movie is trying yeah, to be a blockbuster. Like at this point, if a movie coming out in the theaters, for the most part, it's a blockbuster. It feels weird to not have like the defined like summer blockbuster season. Yeah. And we're going to our movie today is by historian's account one of the first, like the first with the with the terminology, yes, of summer the blockbuster, mm-hmm. and we figured that we could be doing just different blockbusters through time from yeah. this movie on for the next couple of weeks, mm-hmm. just to give ourselves a nice little theme for the summer. Yeah. Uh, stay cool for the summer. Uh, Demi Lovato. Is that what that song is? I don't know. If that's if I don't yeah. Know. I think it's cool for the summer. Okay, I'm pretty sure it was too. Uh, and this week we're talking about Jaws. Hell yeah, dude. 1975. Steven Spielberg. Yeah. One of the best oh movies God. ever made, in my opinion. I would agree with that. I would say that's a very, that's a very, hey, it's a hot topic I think issue. That's, I, think that's, I think it's a hot take that you put out on take. the board right there. Yeah, I just want to say Jaws, one of the best movies ever made. Next to that, E.T., one of the best movies ever Ooh, made. I've never one of the best, seen. baby. You know, Indiana Jones, might not, Citizen Kane. Oh, my God. These movies that some people say are okay. You know, some people say they're good. I, uh, um, I want to ask you, Zach. Yeah, because you're you're the resident um like monster guy, like you're the kaiju guy of the pod. I guess so, yeah. Of the pod, you're the you're the big kaiju guy. Yeah, we've always established that I like kaiju in the sense of them losing to men in spandex outfits. That's true. That's you how... like kaiju in this in the sense of they're gonna make a giant robot combining together and then they're yeah. gonna beat the kaiju up. Yeah, I even prefer even less. I prefer no robot. I prefer just. Just dude kicks them with a, with a red with a, with a highlighted foot and then they explode. <laughs> That's what I prefer. But um, Jaws is an American kaiju movie, basically. Yeah, that. Where does Jaws? What's your history with the movie Jaws? Where do you? Where does Jaws stand in your movie cinephile history? I don't know exactly when the first time I saw it, but I know it was definitely when I was a kid because Jaws is up there with. Deep Blue Sea as the movies was one of the movies as a kid that made me irrationally afraid of the deep end in the swimming pool. Uh, It's one of those movies where I think I was I was telling this to a buddy today. I don't remember why, but somehow I brought up Jaws. But um, I was telling them that I had the irrational fear when I was a kid because of Jaws that whenever I would wear goggles in a pool and I couldn't see in the deep end, I was convinced that a shark was going to jump out and fucking eat me. And I was like, this is all Jaws' fault. Um, so that was, I mean, I don't know exactly when, but I, I remember, I know I've seen Jaws since I was like an early age, probably like, I would say probably like nine or 10 was probably around the first time I saw it. And I definitely like have watched it numerous times over the years. And every time I watch it, it's still so fucking good. Yeah. I love it so much. Yeah. See, it's funny because I, I hear that a lot too. And I, I've never asked my dad about it. Um, mm-hmm. people who were kids when this movie came out. Yeah. I, I you always hear about the like the like I love the seventies like those those kind of mm-hmm. shows or even like just through people who are of, of ch- child age or their own time always yeah. act like there's this massive wave of hysteria like post Jaws like oh my god we can't go to the beach. and now I 
I watched this movie as a kid, and then it didn't do anything. It didn't scare me at all. <laughs> Maybe because I know that it's a movie. But like, Maybe. it just never bothered me. Also, probably because I didn't care about going to the beach. So that would probably definitely help. If you don't care about being in the water, I'm sure the Jaws does nothing for you. Yeah. Also, I think like, I think the biggest, the bigger thing I had was like, am I going to walk down the street and like a, a cop car is going to pull up and then like a steel man's going to step out of the car. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, but like, so I saw Jaws. As, say, put as, your hands in the air. Yeah. Dead or alive and come with me. Um, <laughs> but I saw Jaws as a kid. And actually, no, take it back. I lied. The, the biggest thing was Freddy. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I, oh, yeah. I, I definitely watched that, that, that as a kid, and that ruined, that ruined oh, dude, sleep for me. Watch, I remember, I think, I don't remember what exactly, but I definitely, like, watched a clip of Freddy or something on something, and I was like, nope, 100% no. Yeah. Like, that's up there with, like, child's play, where it's, like, creepy but all? Fuck no. I'm not yeah, watching it. That it ruined sleep for me for a long yeah. time. But Jaws, though, I always thought that, I th- actually think the same way now and as we'll get we'll get into it but yeah um i always thought that as a kid the movie was like this is a, it's a really great movie but i didn't really understand for a blockbuster movie it's very basic but i just didn't i don't think i comprehended yeah. what makes the movie so great as a kid i just thought that was a fun boat movie mm-hmm. and the first half of the movie to me was super boring Mm. And then I, I saw it in high school when I was like 16 again, like I have not having not seen it for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was like, wow, I actually prefer the first half of the movie, and the second half to me kind of got boring. But mm-hmm. I, I I started to appreciate what actually like this all the history about the movie and how they had troubles making it and all. That. I yeah. I saw those things and was like, was so much more impressed with the effects, like the set the SFX or whatever. Yeah, I think the most impressive thing about specifically the first half of the movie is how he's able to make the shark terrifying without ever really showing the shark. Yeah, yeah. There's like there's like one time I think in like the first when the kid gets eaten where you see yeah. like a glimpse of the shark because he does his like fucking flop shit where he flops on top of the thing and rolls over. Yeah. So that's like the first glimpse you get of the shark, but that like is almost nothing. And then it outside of that. You really don't get anything until Brody and uh, Hopper and Quint are like actually on the boat, and you get that first shot, shot where he's chumming, and you see the shark pop up. And like outside of that, you really don't get much. So it's impressive how much they were able to do. I think one of the most impressive shots to me was uh, that shot where those two uh, fuckheads were like trying to fish for the shark with like the fucking roast or whatever, and you see like the whole pier collapse around them and the pier just goes out like hearing the dude and then all of a sudden when the guy's swimming back you don't even see the shark fin you just see the pier turn that is such a terrifying image to see yeah because you just know what the fuck's underneath it and so just to see that and just start seeing it speeding up is like boo the heebie-jeebies man oh well, I, so- I think too it, it, this is not again as a kid i i, <clears throat> I didn't comprehend this it took older eyes but mm-hmm. um in a blockbuster movie in 1975, like yeah. Spielberg is setting this, setting the tale, and like you're talking about how you know he he make, he creates terror and tension without ever really seeing the the creature, but mm-hmm. because he's like he's gonna we're gonna kill the kid, yeah, like we're not gonna the kid's not safe we're gonna kill this kid, yeah, and this kid when dead. you when I watch the movie now, 
that part makes it so like real. Like this this shark doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. There's no one safe. We're gonna kill no. this kid. We're gonna eat him up, and then we're gonna have his mom crying later, like yelling at you know at um what's his name Brody. Brody. It's like oh my gosh, just so it's that that part, and that's why I like the first half of the movie so much because like it's it's purely the human element. Yeah, it's just human terror. And I lo- I love that. I think I like that. I also just like the dynamic of like uh. I really appreciate like the mayor, the mayor character and like what he's able to do with it. Like yeah. that, like no holds barred. Like I don't give a fuck what the fuck's in that water. This is fucking money, baby. It's We're fucking July. getting this shit. Yeah. yeah, it's the Fourth of July. The Fourth of July is tomorrow. The beach will be open. Yeah. Uh, that like unabashed like, and it's not even like because I know the the common thing is like the like the greed aspect to it, but really when you think about it. It's not like it's for the town. It's not that. Yeah, it's not the greed aspect. He's like, look, I'm the mayor. I was elected to like make this town thrive. Yeah. This is how you do it. We're a beach town. We're a tourist town. If we don't have this, this town's everybody's gonna be. I mean, they'd say it before that like everybody will basically be on welfare because this town is like makes no money outside of tourist season. Which we also know in real life is like very like. Yeah. The people who live there. Yeah, I, I think the people who live there um, are do do fine. Yeah, but the people who visit there are like super duper fucking rich, like the richest people. In the oh world. yeah. No. So, but well, like, uh, I think technically, like position wise, it's like it's like New York area, isn't it? Like, I don't know. It's in Massachusetts. How many island is? It's in it's in Massachusetts. I know that. Is it okay? Yeah. I could. I think it's probably maybe Connecticut or something. I don't know enough about that about that area. Uh, but I know it's Massachusetts. Uh, let's see. Uh, was a seaside off of Long Island, New York. Yeah. So, what I love about it though, the, the first half of the movie, exactly, is that the the human element. But the town itself is such a good character in the movie because, like, you have, like, this really – in fact, that shot on location. Yeah. And, it, and the town itself looks so good. Like, having – having it looks really solid. Brody, like, walk through the town. like And, like, it's shot so well and the pacing that first half is, like, really, really well made. And obviously this is this is agnosium, Steven Spielberg, blockbuster ability. But, like – yeah. Watching Brody go through the town and like get on the car and like drive through like just the way that mm-hmm. the town is populated, it looks so legit and you know, it obviously is the town. So Yeah. That first half of them just trying to brainstorm what the hell to do. Mm-hmm. It's so to me it's so fascinating because it's so real. Yeah. Because that's 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 so that's such reality. Because mm-hmm. like in the movie it would just be it would be right to Quint. Like in, yeah. in movie world. It'd be like, right to Quint, we're going to go kill this thing. Boom. In a, in a typical blockbuster, yeah. You would be, in the first 30 minutes, we'd already be on Quint's boat, like yes. going out on the water. But it's like, no, we're going to bring in the various factors that have different opinions. We're going to have the, the scientist, we're going to have the hunter, and we're going to have the guy who has no idea about any this this New yeah. York City cop who has no idea what the fuck is going on. 
who hates the water, doesn't want to ever water. be on the water, and then yeah. we're going to stick him on a boat. Yeah. And then just having, like, and obviously I know the book is very different, but mm-hmm. uh, with the film, having Brody, like, he just looks so tired. Oh, he does. Yeah, he, he looks... Roy Scheider, or however you pronounce his last name, Yeah, he just does such a great job of looking like I want to, re- I just want to relax. Yeah. But I know that like I went from homicides and murders every day because he's a seventies mm. cop in New York city. So he's most yeah, violent. He's seen, some, he's seen some fucking shit. Yeah. To this beach town. He's like, okay, this is the bi- biggest time of the year. I'm still a pretty new chief. Mm-hmm. Let me just, and he, he gives off that, that hopper kind of vibe. Yeah. Like he had to go back. He had to leave New York to go back to Hawkins. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. there's some shit that he saw yeah. and he just looks so tired. And then when you, when you killed the kid and then now everyone, he's freaking out over his kids. Yeah. It's just, it's so well made, which is obviously mm-hmm. everyone fucking does this. It's jaws. But, um, do you like the first half more than the second half? Or do you prefer the boat stuff? Hmm. I think I think overall tension wise I really like what he does in the first half of the movie. I think the stuff with the shark is particularly more powerful in the first half, but I really really like Hopper and Brody and Quint just on the boat Hooper. together. A Hooper, yeah. Hooper. I like Hooper and Quint and Brody just like on the boat together like I think my favorite scene has got to be that first night after they put the barrel in, in Jaws and they like are swapping their uh, their stars. their injury stories yeah. of like all the different shit that they've done that they've like fucked up their bodies. And then Quint gets his USS Indianapolis monologue and I'm like, fuck, dude, this is so – it's so good. I love it so much. Yeah, it's really good, but I love that sequence. But then we get back to the actual hunting part, and I kind of get yeah. – I get bored because I love them. I love it. It's still fantastic, obviously. But yeah, we go from having this – and, I, and it's, it's smart filmmaking, and I understand that. And I, I know that this is probably part of the elements that, that, that was being built. But we go from this really lively, mm-hmm. hysterious town to nothingness. Yeah, and like that built that's open ocean. yeah, and yeah. that's that's the point. I get that. That's the that's the no one can hear you scream in space. I get yeah. it. I understand that. But they're just thema- or ele- like uh, emotionally, I yeah. I don't necessarily connect as much with the three dudes on the boat hunting the mm-hmm. shark. I I whereas the political element, the the cast of council members in the boardroom. Quint mm-hmm. scratching the board, like all that stuff to me, like the scene where Hooper shows up at Brody's house with mm-hmm. with the wine or whatever. I oh, that's great too, love yeah. that scene. I love. I think that scene is so well made. And everyone in that scene is so good. Yeah. And I don't think anything past that really mm-hmm. is as good to me personally. And maybe that's because the shark looks kind of janky. Yeah, I mean, I think that might be one of the things that. Especially in like that last twenty minutes where they really start like showing the shark a lot. Um, once they like have that that second rundown, once they once they show the chum bucket scene, then they really start to just show Jaws like all the time. And that I think 
does kind of detract it from a little bit because yeah, there's definitely some points where like they start flopping its head out and I'm like, it looks it looks fake. Yeah. Um, Which is but fine. there's that one. I mean, I think my favorite attack scene is not in the second half, but like it's the last one that happens before they get out in the open water where the one guy like gets knocked off his boat and you yes. see him on his boat and you just see like the slight outline of jaws, just like snap his leg. And I'm like, fuck that looks so good. Yeah. So good. Well, the, the, with the, with the chump scene, I mean, yeah. I, I have that tattooed on me. So I, yeah. I, I, I like this. I love, I mean, that shot is iconic. Yeah. Like, that scene just, is like staring blankly as jaws just fucking pops out of the water. Yeah, it's so, so good. good. And you know, it's a, I love that because that goes back to the first part of the movie where we're we're still like teasing. Yes, we're still teasing you, but then um, the last twenty minutes of the movie, I kind of get like popcorn face where I'm like, yeah, all right, all right, here we go. I, I, I think it's once they bring out once once the engine dies and like you know Quint has that moment which I like I like the moment because Quint's like all right. This is it. My way's not working. Yeah. Let's try Hopper's way. Or Hooper's way. Hooper's Let's way, try yeah. Hooper's way. And that's when they bring out the shark tank and all that or the shark cage and all that stuff. But like also that stuff is like eh, like him attacking the cage is cool, but then after that it's just like eh, and then you get the really fake shot of him flopping onto the boat. Yeah. I'm like <sighs> I'm sure this looked like super impressive back in the day, but like by today's standards, I'm like, ah. Yeah, it ah. still looks fine. I mean, it looks, it looks fine. fine. I mean, that scene in particular looks fine. The part where he's on the boat, and I'm like, all right, this yeah. is like puppet robot. Well, what but... looks worse, that or Underworld Lichens? Oh, well, Underworld Lichens look worse. <laughs> but... Yeah, this is terrible. Oh, boy. Oh, man. Those look terrible. What a what a what a fucking trip you just put me back yeah. on thinking Underworld once again. I I think I really love that Jaws. Not even talking about the music because obviously the music is, I mean, I mean it's John Williams. What else? Yeah. You don't have to say anything else. It's so good. But you have these three super distinct character types mm-hmm. that that you know are gonna be opposed, and then eventually, obviously the two guys, Hooper and Brody. Oh, mm-hmm. they're like this weird like friendship teammate like they're like Brody yeah. Brody is so unsure unknowing of what the fuck to do yeah that he's like okay yeah that sounds that makes sense let's just yeah you're, that you're sounds smart. good you're just go with you yeah um I do think I haven't read the novel so I don't know but I'm pretty yeah, sure Hooper's like sleeping with his wife, Brody's wife in the book or something like that. Oh, really? Oh, that's fucked up. Yeah, I'm pretty sure like they're on the boat. It's like more antagonistical or something. No, they use oh. that fake word. But like, yeah. I think that's like the story or whatever. Um, do you have a favorite scene in the movie though? Oh, um, I think it would be that scene when they're on the boat together okay swapping their injury stories that is like one of my favorite scenes it's probably up there it's up there with the other dinner scene which is when hopper or hooper shows up at his house that's probably my second favorite one my favorite scene in the movie every time i watch the movie which is at least once a year Mm -hmm. um i'm trying to pull up right now on youtube just to just to watch it while i while i do it it's it's the class that not even i don't even necessarily love 
the the famous rack, whatever you want to call it, the under crank, over crank scene, wherever the fuck it is. That the oh, dude, crank. that dolly pull is. I I don't. It's a fantastic shot. I, I love, love I love that shot. Obviously, everyone does, but mm-hmm. I don't even love this. I don't even love that scene. That part mostly. I love right after it where you see Brody is constantly running. Like oh, he's, yeah. he's running at the water and then it cuts to him running on like the the side of the yeah. water. That to me that scene in particular, again, that one shot is fucking cool. We know that, but yeah. everything after that shot to me has mm-hmm. such energy. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's what blockbuster is. Like that, that's the energy. Like it's that's the fucking momentum that he's like just he's like shooting out of a fucking machine gun. Like this, like the first half of the movie is so fast, and we think we're gonna calm down. Brody's gonna relax, sit in the beach chair next to his wife, gonna relax, and Spielberg just weaves this. You're fucked, dude. Yeah. You know, we keep having the fake, the fake shark shit. And then immediately mm-hmm. you see Brody like so stressed out running, trying yeah. to get everyone out the water, and it's so it's so well done. Yeah. That to me everything on the boat is so like slow. Yeah, I mean I think that's the interesting dynamic to me also is that yeah they're the first half on the island is very frenetic and fast paced, and then when you get to the actual hunt part. It, yeah, it's it actually slows down quite a bit, which I think is so. Which is the opposite of Jurassic Park, which yes. is Jurassic Park. I think does it right, Once they which get is in the fucking cars, fucking shit just kicks yeah, off. Yeah, Jurassic Park, he did it right. He was like, we're gonna slow, we're gonna have slow, 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 and then speed, 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 speed. Yeah. Once those doors shut on those cars, we're fucking off to the races, bitch. And that's honestly like. I love Jaws, and it's I have it tattooed on me. It's one of my favorite movies of all time, and yeah. Jurassic Park is I like I like I like Jaws more, but mm-hmm. I would be lying if I don't think that Jurassic Park's a better movie. Jurassic Park is so good, dude. Jurassic Ugh. Park's a better movie, I think, but I like Jaws more. Mm-hmm. I think I like Jaws more because I like Brody. That's fair. And I don't know. I love I love um, what's his I love Doctor Allen, but. Which is Grant. I like Grant a Grant. lot. Yeah. I like Sadler a lot, obviously. And I don't give two fucks about Malcolm. But, uh... You don't like him with his fucking sexy pose where he's fucking laying on his side? Well, we all know, just for the namesake, we all know we love... Jeff uh, Goldblum. No, uh, we love... Oh. What's his name from Jurassic Park? Goddamn. What's oh, Sam Neill? No, no, no. Big guy. Oh! Uh, Nedry? Nedry, yeah. Yeah, the, he's, the the namesake well, of the namesake of the check podcast. The check the vending yeah. machines. Yeah. Check the vending machines. Um, I feel like and now you're you've never seen Jaws two and three, right? No, I have. You have. I've seen. I know I've seen Jaws two. I don't know if you've seen Jaws. 3. At least I haven't seen it in three D like you're supposed to see it. Because, but I I think I've seen four as well because it was back in those sci-fi channel days where some yeah, i think yeah. it was like one weekend during the summer they just showed like all of the jaws movies because i think because two isn't the revenge i think four, no, four is, is the revenge. revenge yeah i know i've seen that one because two is two's with the sun i think the revenge is the one that takes place is that the one that takes place at the water park there's one that takes place like at a water or at, like a theme park or something maybe that's jaws three 
Well, I know four has Michael Caine in it. Okay. Which to me is amazing. Oh, it is three. Yeah, that's the one that takes place at like, like a theme park type thing. Yeah, I never saw. I don't. I know I haven't seen that one in 3D, but I know I've seen that one. Yeah, because that one that that's the one that has Dennis Quaid in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like a young Dennis Quaid too. I um, I've He's like seen. Broke skin. I was like, hell yeah. Yeah, I've seen two. I haven't seen three, and I haven't seen four. Yeah, I can't remember what happens in four, but I know I've seen them all. It's been a while since I've seen them though. Like back, it's definitely been like I haven't rewatched them obviously as much as I rewatched yeah, the first, first one. one. So, they're not as good no like, the first one is it's a classic syndrome of yeah i'll watch the first one forever yeah and honestly and though speaking of that like that i would love to watch at some point we've mentioned doing jaws two three four mm-hmm. but i want to add to that i feel like at some point we should do the sequel the, the tremor sequels we should i know there was one that came out recently yeah, like a, like a year or two, a yeah. year or two or something like that. Because I saw it at Target one day when I was looking through the Blu-rays. Because I, I was really, like, oh, they're like still making Tremor sequels. I really like that first one. That first, I mean, the first one's fantastic. I don't know if any of the others are quite as good. They're I don't think I've. Not. I think that's one that I don't think I've seen any of the Tremor sequels. We need to do Tremor sequels. We need to do Eight Legged Freaks. That's a good one. I've watched that movie. That movie fucks me up, dude. That one or Slither? I, I, I'm not a spider guy. I've I've seen Slither. Slither's the one with the leeches, right? Yeah, Slither's good. Yeah, I've seen Slither. You don't like, you, hold on, you you don't like Eight Legged Freaks? That's James Dunn, isn't it? Yeah, isn't that James. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because yeah. I know it's got Firefly guy in it. Uh, Nathan Fillion. Nathan Fillion, yeah. And Eight Legged Freaks is that's um, what's the name? Is that name? is that um? Is that a filmmaker we know, or is it just is it, an actor? Isn't that the skateboarder? Who's in that? Jason Lee? No, that's David Arquette, maybe. David Arquette, yeah, yeah, Oh, wait, Scarlett Johansson was in Eight-Legged Freaks? Goddamn, dude. Yeah, I was a big fan of this movie. That one, I know the other one is, I've never watched it, but I know the other one is Arachnophobia. I have never seen that one, but it has John Goodman in it. Yeah, it's got him and it's got uh, who is it? Yeah, Jeff Daniels. I haven't seen that one. Yeah, I haven't seen that one either. That's one that I haven't watched. I don't. I'm not a big Spider guy, but if you want to watch Eight Legged Freaks, that is the one I have seen. I'll watch Eight Legged Freaks. <laughs> uh, to, to mention Jaws a little bit more though, real quick. Yeah. Um, my favorite parts about the movie. Is that it's it is purely a summer movie in the sense that like it's so it's daytime for the majority it's of the movie. It's funny that yeah, it's a horror movie that is so summer focused. Yeah, it's so and sunny. And also just like as a summer blockbuster, the fact that it's a summer well the first summer blockbuster it's so centered around the summer, summer. season. Like I mean, the big crux of the movie is that it takes place out around the Fourth of July. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a summer movie. It's super bright. It was released during the summer. Yeah. Uh, and that, like, there obviously are night scenes, obviously. But so mm-hmm. much of the action takes place in bright, sunny daylight where you would be at yeah. the beach, obviously. And to me, that is such a nice element to have because it's so different from other 
thriller type things yeah like the horror is taking place where everyone can see which is why it would be so scary obviously but right. like having then those beaches were like are crammed with people and i love that just a, yeah. on a pure like filmmaking standpoint like we don't necessarily get stuff like that anymore yeah we, we do I, obviously but just not to not often enough for me to be so impressed it's the same practical extent that they did it back in the day yeah yeah and they wouldn't they wouldn't make the boat practical they wouldn't they wouldn't do the well the shark boat. definitely wouldn't be practical because um, didn't they actually film on the water too yeah, they did. But then they film out in like in a little out in the to the ocean or some shit. I think they did. I know they. I know I, they filmed I'm on sure the they water. They filmed on open water, yeah. But like, <clears throat> I know they had obviously the various sharks and all this kind of stuff. And as as goofy and janky as the shark looks, or Bruce, or whatever you want to call him, yeah, um, he looks great for the point that they're trying to go for. And obviously. You could probably make that thing look a lot better now, mm -hmm. even with like enhanced, like just enhancing the practical. Yeah. Um, and I don't have the 4K, so I hope that they didn't like George Lucas it and like do that. But maybe they did on the 4K. I don't know. I don't, I don't have it. The one I don't, I didn't watch it in 4K, but in the one that I watched, it looked like it was still all practical. Yeah. I think they did the mix of the practical, and then I think for some scenes, either. They used a real shark, not like for any of the attack scenes, but I think there's some like B-roll that they use of like either they just found B-roll that fit with what they needed or they just set up a similar thing and like just had a real great white fucking yeah, truck. Yeah, yeah. Out, but, um, nice. but there's some good – it's so good. Yeah. And yeah, I wouldn't be done to say – I mean, I think the best we would hope for nowadays was that it would be like a mix of practical and CGI. Um, mm -hmm. But I highly doubt. But we're just it. waiting for the day that it, that Jaws is remade. Is remade. It's going to be remade at some point. I mean, I guess you kind of already kind of had it. There have been like pseudo Jaws clones that haven't necessarily sure. been called Jaws, but like. I mean, the Meg is basically Jaws, but with, like, what if Jaws was, like, fucking 100 feet big? But they remade Total Recall. They yeah. They remade RoboCop. Yeah. They remade fucking something else. Uh. They're going to redo Back to the Future at some point. At some point. They're going to redo Breakfast Club at some point. They redid Go the Ghostbusters, even though they Ghostbusters. said they did. They even though they didn't. Yeah, so they're gonna redo Jaws at some point. They're gonna redo yeah. ET. CG. I don't ET. even know why. I don't even know if ET would be one of those movies that like, even if you did remake it, is it even one of those movies that would like, really catch off? Probably not. I mean, I'd be cool if they remade Close Encounters. That'd be fucking dope. Because you could just make that like, make you can make it like more creepy. Yeah, if you, you could do to. you could do way more creepier stuff with. Not that I think you need to, but I mean, like I could see them doing that. Although I guess Close Encounters, I I feel like I haven't watched. It's actually one of the few Spielberg movies I haven't watched, but I always felt like that had more of an uh, an era of like a kinder. Oh, it, it is. It is to being like creepy. It yeah. is. Yeah, but you, I'm saying like if they made, remade it, they would be like fire in the sky or some shit like oh, that. Yeah, it, yeah. it'd be something like that you know what i mean 
Um, yeah, because you can't have you can't have a more exploratory type of first encounter movie. Right. Um, well, Zach, is there anything else you want to mention about Jaws before we end the pod? Uh, not too much, man. You know, it's just like Jaws was one of those movies that, like, even though it terrified me as a kid, it's always fun to go back and revisit because it is just such like a good. It's such an enjoyable watch. Like, it's always keeps me on the edge of my seat, keeps me engaged, and, like, mm-hmm. it's one of the few, like, movies. It's up there with, like, Jurassic Park. And maybe it's just the rewatchability of Spielberg movies in general. But, like, yeah. one of those movies that, like, I always feel great when I go back to it and pop it in. So uh, Yeah, I completely agree. It's it's one of those movies <clears throat> that um, I'm sure it's the first time it's ever been said, but... Uh, it's one of those movies that like just the pacing is so expertly crafted and for being the first one mm-hmm. to really nail down that pacing and tempo it's it's so it's so incredibly like um it's impressive yeah, impressive first one how much yeah. it like set the tone for things that would come and also like how much it kind of like broke the mold as well like it set the mold, but it broke it at the same time. Like the rules that it has, I feel like still even there are movies today that like don't follow like the kind of. You know, I was um I read a book. It's a very famous book, but it's been highly contested. Called mm-hmm. um, Easy Riders, Raging Bulls. Hmm. I'm pretty sure that is the exact title. It's a nonfiction book uh, about like the '70s era directors, mm-hmm. and it goes through all that kind of like those directors the careers and how they kind of broke in so it's all about you know um uh hoffman and and lucas and zoetrope and spielberg and it kind of goes through all them through the decade Mm -hmm. and there's parts about spielberg and how you know people always thought that he couldn't make he can't make dramatic slash you know deep movies because he makes blockbusters and stuff like that yeah and i always when i was reading the book and i'm when i when I hear that stuff, I always take it as like, not every movie has to be, you know, yeah, onions deep. Every movie has to be like fucking Citizen Kane. Yeah, I, I, I think that he, not obviously everyone knows he's a master, but like, mm-hmm. the movies are fantastic because they're fantastic movies. The movies are supposed to be experiences. So when I hear Scorsese mm-hmm. say say that Marvel movies are roller coasters or theme parks i i'm fine with that yeah you don't have to i'm fine with movies because i can watch brink i can watch johnny tsunami i can go watch Mm -hmm. airborne i can go watch rad and those movies are trash they're trash movies but they're not trash they're fun yeah blips in time that i enjoy because they're fun hearted well-intentioned movies yeah but then there's movies like jaws that are blockbuster made finally crafted they're excellent movies and i would rather watch a blockbuster any day of the week than go watch something like enter the void yeah not that those movie that movie's bad the movie's fine but like it's much harder to be in a mindset for a movie like enter the void than it is to like be in a mindset to like all right, I want to watch like the Terminator or I want to watch Jaws. I want to watch Jurassic Park. Like it's a much, it's a much more difficult thing to be like, I'm going to sit down and fucking watch Requiem for a Dream. And like, that's going to be my fucking day. And maybe that's just because 
I watched T2 last night. I mean, for the billionth time. And maybe that's just because I'm... My movie brain is not... Was not cultivated by art house cinema. Mm. And the art house cinema is not bad. I'm not saying that. I'm fine with those movies. I'm, I'm happy to watch those movies. Uh, if it intrigues me, but there's there's something to say about the the ability to to craft a movie for the masses. Yeah, and that's that's the benefit of the Avengers movies. I mean, I just saw Thor four, and yeah, I did like that. It was kind of mediocre, but it gets people to go to the movie theater, and yeah, it's gonna kill the theater in the long run and kill the movie theater business. But at the end of the day, I mean, I guess the ability to craft a movie cohesively, I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's a weird thing because I feel like the term blockbuster has, like, a negative connotation nowadays because of, like, stuff like Marvel movies and DC movies and stuff like that where they bloated up cinemas so much to where it gets to the point where it's like, well, it's not really worth releasing anything in a theater unless it's going to be – a blockbuster, a blockbuster yeah. Marvel superhero or some sort of like action movie like that. Like, I mean, we talked about it a month or two ago now, but like I went to watch the Northman and I fucking love that movie and I loved watching it in the theater, but that movie, movies like that just don't make money anymore. Yeah. Even though that had like a relatively small budget, I think compared to his other movies, I think it had the biggest budget, but like even for like, the terms of like a modern blockbuster, like it had a minuscule budget. Yeah. Um, but even movies like that, like just don't make money anymore. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to like, in, in a world where like studios want like to be a Marvel's Avengers Endgame or a Jurassic World where it like opens up and makes like a fucking billion dollars, it's hard to like. I don't know. It's hard to see blockbusters in like the positive light that they used to be in, where they used to be like these like event experiences, and now they're just like everybody looks at them like these like soul crushing things. And, like they don't have to be. Like they can just be fun movies. But well, basically, we want to end the podcast this week by saying that it's Jaws's fault and Steven Spielberg fucked up movies. It's, it's all Steven Spielberg's fault. He changed movies forever. Which it's is his fault. In 1975, he fucked up. If he didn't do that, we would still have good movies. If Jaws had been a shitty movie, we'd still have Art House filling all the theaters. And honestly, I think cinema would have been better if we still had not had shit movies like Jaws in theaters. Hey guys, thanks for listening. (laughs) See you back next week. (laughs)